0: I was re-listening to uh, – I re-listened to Robo in year six of A Little Child Shall Eat Them. Uh-huh. You are such an evil bastard. Why? What do I do? <laughs> the whole thing when we roll up to the camp and like, everyone's dead already? <laughs> How does that make <laughs> me a man? fan? Twice. We roll up to our main camp, everybody's dead. We roll up to the <laughs> island camp, everybody's dead. <laughs> Dad, I... you made Wayne a paraplegic in the zombie apocalypse.
1: And that was completely by accident.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> It was just
1: luck of the draw. You know, those were complete random assignments as I was yeah. handing out
0: character sheets. It was the fixed. day after I beat you in Gambit. It was fixed like the Mondale election. <laughs> That's going back.
1: You're welcome. And I'm the old one. One moment. I can feel everyone looking at me, so. Your call is important. Just have to. The,
2: the air is, is pregnant with
3: anticipation. Your campaign is very important to us. Please stay on the line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he needs another penny for that. <laughs> Partisan, the knight of Rainsborough, the city's greatest hero, is dead. But evildoers continue eternal. Citizens fear they now live in a world without heroes. But heroes emerge from the shadow of a champion's fall to take up their rightful place as the Knights of Rainsboro. Paul is Hair Trigger. Tim is the Coyote. Wayne is the Rambling Ricochet. Andrew is the Necropath.
1: So, Paul,
4: why
1: don't you start us off? Of course you would start with me.
5: Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I start with you? Because I'm not ready. Paul, Paul, Paul. You were born ready, Paul. I know, I know. Okay. So, um, Hair Trigger is not known as Hair Trigger in this universe. Is she just known as Betty? She's just known as Betty.
0: Bats? Or who? Bats?
5: Keep going. That's a god. (laughs) Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't work. Um, she is a courier slash bodyguard for Joseph Reck, who is a successful um, did we say importer, Aaron? Uh, importer exporter, importer exporter. Yeah,
1: he uh, he you know still uh, deals in research, but he uh you know sometimes buys other people's technology to include into his own, uh, or he uh you know is selling his own technology.
5: Um, also in this universe, uh, Betty. Still has teleportation skills, um, but they are not natural teleportation skills. Are well, you know, they are not at the, as a result of an accident like they are in the regular uh, KOR universe. In fact, they are as a result of a suit that Joseph Wreck has created for her, and so um, you know to help with her curry, currying, 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 Um. Now she is, uh, you know, she she has a a, a tragic past that I, I'm probably not going to get into because I'm assuming it'll probably come up in game. But uh, she is not the the sweet. She yeah. has <laughs> <not> the sweet. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she, she's not the same hair trigger that uh, that we know from our youth. She's a uh, she's a lot more serious, a bit more professional in her demeanor.
0: So less cursing? Is that what I'm
5: hearing? Less cursing at first, yes. At first, okay. <laughs>
1: And, and that's Betty. Yes, and, sir. And so uh, Betty does have a romantic relationship with Joseph Reck. She does in this universe, yes. Right. What? And and just to reiterate, she doesn't require the suit for her teleport? Um, she does what? require the suit to teleport.
5: Because she, you know, in, in our universe, she does not.
1: And her um, and Wreck
5: are banging? Uh, but, but in this universe, not only is she banging rack. Yes, she does require the suit to teleport. Because she, you know, the, the in our universe, it was as a result of a science experiment that she herself was doing. Right. Um. That you know did not happen in this universe.
0: In This universe, girls aren't good at math, and so they can't. Be a <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what you're saying, Paul? That's what I'm hearing, Paul. So um, go ahead, Paul. <laughs> that
5: was. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Now. Okay. Um, she, she has a single golden gun. A um, single golden knife.
0: So she doesn't have a hero name per se. She's just, you know, Betsy who goes around and does bad things for Wreck.
1: No, no, not necessarily bad things. She just does things.
0: She has a gun and night. Okay.
1: No, no, that's just a mark of. Th- those are just uh, ornamental. That's why they're those gold. Are
0: badges for office.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's why they're gold.
0: Gun doesn't even fire. Right.
1: Um. So you say that she requires the suit to teleport. So the powers are in the suit, like a power suit. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm trying to make sure I understood that because the suit in the other reality is what lets her stay tangible, keeps Correct. her from fading away. Okay. All right. So that's Betty. And Betty, you get three benefit, uh, three bennies. Ooh. Um, Okay. Next up, let's talk about rip, Riptide. Now, does he go by the name Riptide in this universe?
2: No. Okay. So what does he He does go not. By? He goes by Duke Aris Aldar.
1: How do you spell Aris.
2: A-R-I-S-S.
1: <laughs> One more time without the help.
2: <laughs> A-R-I-S-S.
1: Okay, and uh, the, the last name again?
2: Aldar, A-L-apostrophe-D-A-R.
0: Oh, you had to throw the apostrophe in there. Of yeah, I course. Like, I like my spelling better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: His middle name is super califragilistic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about Duke Aris Aldar. I'm sorry, well, is, there, is um, there a hook and there's Al hadar
2: <laughs> <laughs> If you can do that, I can't do that. <laughs> um, well, as uh, as you all know, Riptide in the original universe is a is masquerading as a college student. He's a young, rebellious nobleman from the Aquian Empire. But in the in, in our new setting, he is quite different. In that he is um, responsible, uh, sees nothing uh, nothing more important than doing his duty. He is a an ambassador from the Aquian Empire to the uh, UT. Um, probably older, um, dressed quite lavishly. Always wears a a. Uh, a cloak, has a staff of office, which looks somewhat trident-like, I suppose. Um, still, still has a uh, Cousteau with him, his major domo, um, and um, what else? What else to say? Is, is
1: Go ahead, you were gonna say something, Andrew.
0: I was gonna ask a question. I was gonna what what is his uh what is his female status? In his in the original KR uniform he had he had, you know, Brittany, Ashley, and Bambi, but what what does he have in, well, in, in the UT universe? In this reality, the aquians
1: have both sets of genitalia.
0: <laughs> I, I, I did not see that coming.
4: <laughs> neither did Brittany.
0: Hey-o.
2: <laughs> I'm figuring that he's probably married with children in this one
0: to an Aquian or to a human. Uh, ooh. Hmm. He could be, he could, that could be his rebellious side in the UT is he could
4: have married a human and uh, kind of against the mores of his um, society. Does he always talk about the time he threw uh, three touchdowns in a single game? <laughs> hey, m- Maybe. And I, I know this is kind of a a late fastball,
1: but mm-hmm. what if he is not married but getting married, and he's marrying uh, someone from the UT, perhaps someone of high ranking, kind of a, a political marriage?
2: Yeah, I think that makes sense because he would, um, in this incarnation, he would not do much of anything rebellious. He would he would see uh, see this as a duty. He may not it may not be his personal choice, but. He would he would take this as his duty and something that he needed to do. So yeah, an arranged marriage of sorts would really make sense.
1: And for him. what and what if that uh, the woman that he is marrying is uh, uh, the coyote's sister? Ooh, <laughs> yes, awesome. Yeah,
0: I like it. Tim, you cool with that? Tim, Tim muted or away from the mic, baby. Holy crap! They got Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hearing no
1: objection, we're going to go with. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I had, I had to. Uh, never mind. Okay, gotcha. We're good. Okay.
0: All right. So, so John and and the coyote are about to become brother-in-laws. This is awesome. Right, how About that. Hey, hey, Tim. Do you recall what your
3: sister's name is? I, I don't think it was ever mentioned. So
1: I think you're I'm right. With it. So uh, let's see. You're Jeremiah, right? hmm He is. Um, Jennifer. Give me half a second, Bambi. Bambi. (laughs) So I know that your wife's name is Rain, Tim. Mm -hmm. Yes. And let me see.
4: Wildflower, Daisy. Daisy. There's uh, there's nothing established that. They couldn't say that one of the uh, the <laughs> girls that he was with in the other universe was actually Tim's sister. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. How do you like Jericho for a lady? Yeah, it's a little weird. Okay. I just spitballing. I, I appreciate the
0: effort though. Jeremina. <laughs> <laughs> Jeramina. Jeramina. Uh no come on let's go with a good Native American
1: name for her what um I'm uh, I'm on the Native American baby name guide seriously yeah, me too. yeah. <laughs> how
2: about how about Miramani and I came out of a novelist ah
1: stop it sorry <laughs> <laughs> only only if at some point you give me an I am Kirk! <laughs> uh,
3: see that's really funny if you know what you're talking about
0: right. I think it's something old that they know about that we don't, Tim. Don't worry about Uh, it. Probably something from the 70s. Oh, Star Trek, yes. 60s, actually.
5: And Nova is a Native American name, meaning chases butterflies.
0: I like that, Nova. Wait, wait, What's your last name, Jeremiah? What's your last name?
1: Well, Ironclaw in this universe.
0: Oh, in this universe, he's an Ironclaw? Yep. Nova Ironclaw. Mm. Sounds like a supervillain.
1: I'm not sure I want to marry a woman named Ironclaw.
0: Well,
1: well she 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 won't be when she marries you. Yeah, she'll be yeah. she'll be, <laughs> <laughs> be Al <Al-Hastar>.
0: right, <laughs> Nova Al <Al-Hastar. laughs>
4: Nova Glass Shaw. Sticking with Native uh, American uh, descriptive uh, uh. names. Nice. I'm looking, I'm
1: looking. I'm looking under the M names, but I didn't find anything there I liked. Oh yeah. Oh, what about this one? TC Wu Natis. She who bathes with her knees. Uh, <laughs> How about running deer? I uh,
3: Ayana. Spell okay, it. There we go. That's the best. A I Y A N A. A
1: Y A N A. Is that what you said? Yeah. There's an I between the A and the Y. A I Y A N A. I like it. Ayana. Eternal blossom.
0: Okay. I could have just gone okay. easy with Winona. <laughs> <laughs> no, then she would have gotten in trouble for shoplifting. It would have been a big, right. big, you know, diplomatic thing.
1: Or she could have just been a really big-faced girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other sister we don't talk about. That's right.
5: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and that—that's actually her name, Big-faced Girl. <laughs> okay, so we got. Uh, Duke Aris al Haqdar is going to be marrying into the Iron Claw family. Uh, little Miss Ayana. Ayanna. Okay, so that is uh, John's character. Anything else there, John? Um, n-
2: no, I don't think so. I think that covers it.
1: I am giving you three bennies. Yay. All righty. Next up, let's talk to Wayne. I'm assuming you don't go by the name Ricochet in this universe. No, nope, he goes by Excel. Excel.
4: Like the spreadsheet?
1: Yeah, he can do sixty-four thousand <laughs> lines of data.
4: Wow! <laughs> Data—that's what we're calling it these days. <laughs> now, Carl Riley is a businessman working for Iron Claw Industries. He's uh, a very stable job. Has a fiance. Uh, during the course of his time there, he uh, he he used to work for the basically one of the uh, divisions of Iron Claw Industries that did. More uh, R and D work, and he got his powers from during his time working there. So it wasn't uh, taking multiple pills that did it this time. It was a particle accelerator, and uh, he's he's a speedster. Uh, does really though he's uh, in his regular life he's a pretty normal guy. Does charity work through his church group. Uh, goes down to the shelter a couple times a month. It's a very very stable life for for his powers. He's uh his speed actually makes him a little bit nervous when he starts going at top speed. So he's always kind of self-regulating and keeping himself from pushing too far. But very much from a superhero standpoint, a you know, he goes out and patrols. He's you know, a lot of the mentality that Ricochet had. Uh-huh but not so much of the flightiness.
1: And uh, I know we had talked a little bit about this previously, but do, tell me about his personal life.
4: So he has a fiance. fiance.
1: What's um, your fiance's name? Abby. Is this also one of Tim's sisters? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, uh, I hadn't thought about that, but I was thinking she might be in the uh, tribe, somebody that he met at work. I'm thinking she may even be the uh, one of the scientists on the particle accelerator team. And I kind of have this uh, idea going in the back of my mind that she might actually know his secret, but he hasn't told her. So he doesn't know that she knows, but she knows. And she's just waiting for him to tell her. And the, uh, It's one of those things where she's they're engaged and they're planning on getting married, but she wants him to tell her before she actually sets the
1: date. Because you d- you don't have your disadvantage in this universe, you get three benefits. But that
4: is not to suggest that you don't suck. So no, this for ver- I as a player suck, but my character this time is a pretty stand up guy that doesn't suck. All right. So, um, Andrew,
1: yes, sir. Talk to me about your fellow.
0: Uh, my fellow's name is Joseph Rettinger. Uh, he is. P- Polish expat, um, and you may have to remind me a little bit of the details, Et. But as I recall, in Europe, uh, things have gone a bit differently at the end of World War II than they did uh, in our real. Yes, history. and the,
1: the, and yeah, right. And a, a lot of the uh, the folks who are on the opposite side of the uh, the Axis fled uh, Europe because you know the only the only the only nation state that has stood against uh, the Axis armies in And Europe is uh, Britain,
0: Britain. Right. And so uh, Joseph's um, uh, he he fled with kind of his greater family um, out of um, actually let me think about the timeline. That's all right. So his parents, sorry, fled out of Poland Mm -hmm. during World War Two and uh, went to England, which is where Joseph was born Mm -hmm. uh, and was raised there. And he became a bit of a um, rebellious uh, not quite a, a rebel, you know, the kind of raging. Since since there was no way to strike back at the Axis powers, he he'd kind of struck out at everything he perceived as helping facilitate them. So he became a bit of a terrorist. Um, in him his mind, he's you know a righteous warrior fighting you know the the horrible evil and trying to you know, raise the masses out of their slumber. But to most people, they would probably call him a terrorist. So he fled uh he, he got into some trouble in England and had to flee quickly. So he hopped on a boat, uh snuck onto a boat really, and uh made his way to um uh, where he's been living, you know, illegally. He's not he's not doesn't have papers, he's not documented, he's one of the um kind of illegal immigrants there in, in Rainsboro, doing, you know, day labor type work.
1: You're taking all of their jobs.
0: Yes, yes, all the native, native native Americans hate me because I'm taking their jobs because I will work for below minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: let me see if I've got this right. You're cutting Tim's grass in this universe.
0: Possibly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, okay. Tim. Do you do you do you hire undocumented? I mean, he's kind of a political figure. I mean, does he want to be risk having that found that's out by the fair press? Point. Fair point. <clears throat> maybe maybe my sister his name is, na- is n- the nanny for his kids. I don't know.
3: I just I just hire like random goats to just eat the grass. <laughs>
1: that's uh, Probably what I you do. You probably don't have to hire them with your powers, right? You just well, call them up. And that's what that's what he he calls Ill- illegal immigrants goats. Goats. goats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what he, you know, because he's so much more of a of a super sorcerer in this universe, he just transforms the illegal immigrants into goats and then has them gnaw uh, on his
0: grass. So it's all above board. That's right. It's all above right. board. It's all above board. That's yeah. right. You, the illegal immigrants get a, get a big.
3: Oh, go ahead, Tim. I was gonna say goats don't have rights.
0: <laughs> well, and, you know the <laughs> illegal immigrant grants—they get a, a, a big meal. Uh, their right. their bellies are full at the end of the day, and Tim's grass is shorter, so that's everybody right. wins. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yeah.
1: So, um, how long has he been in Rainsboro?
0: Um, that's a good question. Uh, I would say he's relatively new. Um, uh, within a y- past year, within the past okay. year. Okay. And you know he is a devout uh Catholic. Uh, he does spend a lot of time at um. Mass at the you know the, he he's he loves that big cathedral downtown. is that still there? Hold on in this setting. Um there there is
1: a church there, but it is not nearly as, as huge or magnificent.
0: Okay, then uh scratch that. He does like going to that church so he finds it as kind of a, a place of solace and safety where he's not constantly worried about because obviously very few Native Americans go to a Catholic church. So he feels like there he can he can somewhat breathe and, and not be looking over his shoulder constantly. Okay. Day labor. All righty, that's Big Joe, and, 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 and game mechanic rule question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just built him to be a novice new character. Did we do we have any advancements on our characters or anything? Um, I would be
1: happy to give him, you know, because of his history, you know, working in the resistance. Yeah. Um, I would be happy to give him an advancement. Okay, thank so, you. Yep, yeah. and you know, obviously, you know, skills and you know, firearms and perhaps explosives, that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. All righty, so that's Joseph. Now, are you going to be speaking with an accent?
0: Uh, negative. He, in, <laughs> in an effort to blend in, he has managed to change his uh, accent and kind of get rid of it. <laughs> nice. Because nice. he doesn't want to stick out any more than he does. Uh-huh.
1: Reads. Uh-huh. Okay, so, all right. I was looking forward to a crikey, but... Uh,
0: master of disguise he is. <laughs> I'm not a good like Paul with the accents.
1: I know. Paul is a master linguist. Yes, he is. She is. <laughs> what, his, what his girlfriend said.
4: <laughs> he is pretty cunning at it
1: <laughs> and tim yep all right so some things that we know about jeremiah mm-hmm. is that uh you know he is the adopted son and heir apparent of uh patrick ironclaw yep um he um is married in this universe with a uh, a a uh a child that's a year old. Yes. His wife's name is Rain. What's your uh, child's name? Um, I probably called him James. Okay. Named after your grandfather? Yeah. So we call him JJ. He is more competent as a sorcerer, right? Yeah. Yep. Anything else you want us to know about him?
3: Um, I don't think I gave you a, uh, a superhero name per se. You did not. Um, I'm going to go with Spirit Hawk.
1: Um, and everybody knows your spirit hawk right um
4: hmm.
1: yeah that's
3: fair because it, it's kind of a hogwarts type of thing to get these kind of spots yeah so yeah they would know that he he made it and so even though it's not something that's like printed or anything like that right there's enough people that know that it's not a
1: big secret gotcha and i'm giving you three bennies.
3: And anything else that we need to know about him? Um, I got a question. Do, is there a superhero like team, or is it more like the military arm of the UT?
1: It's more like a military arm. Uh, <laughs> you know, they they, they would re, would call them warriors. Okay. Um, you know, perhaps super warriors or what have you. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and and there's so little crime. Uh, <laughs> you know you. Most of it is that, you know, there, there is not a thriving super villain community, uh, largely for the fact that, uh, you know, the uh, UT just doesn't play. And if you yeah. act out against the UT, they, they put you down pretty quick. You know, it's, I, I believe their slogan is Tomahawk to the Face. Okay. But, uh, you know, so a lot of that doesn't happen. And a lot of the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, superhero supervillain activity is is over in Europe and you know China and whatnot. It it's not you know when, when something happens here it's generally very covert. Uh, you know it, th- there's not a lot of hey, you know, they're they're breaking into the bank because, you know, the consequences are so high.
3: So if you took Native Americans and made them Coast Guards and mixed them with secret Avengers, that's kind of what we do.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um,
3: One other thing I was going to mention, in the previous uh, rendition, he had shooting because he was in the military. Mm -hmm. I'm changing that out. It's still going to be shooting, but it's bow and arrow. Okay. It was one of the things that he trained um, in because uh, they use guns, but it's kind of – it's more of an elegant thing like fencing to use bow and arrows. So that's what he did.
2: Good, good.
1: All right. Now – we did say that you have a brother, which is uh, Patrick Ironclaw's natural born son. Yes. And. I'm trying to think of a good name for him. I've neglected to jot that down. Um, I don't think we
3: came up with a name. We did, we um, did not.
1: And I think we're going to go with. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Nestor. Okay. Okay. Let me double-check that we're recording. Look at Paul taking notes in the chat room. I think he's
0: trying to get a fourth
1: bitty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
5: this way I can remember everyone's name and that we're not going by Hair Trigger or Coyote or anything like that. You got it, Hair Trigger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wait. I mean anyway. – Knights of Rainsboro is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Intro music generously provided by Derek Hayden. For more information about Derek and his music, visit penmachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod safe tunes at musicalley.com. All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual.